Welcome to A to Z Sports. I am Zach Bingham. He is Titans reporter Sam Phelan, and we are A to Z Sports live every single weekday morning, and we are powered by BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app today and use the bonus code A-T-O-Z Sports, A to Z Sports, and that will hook you up with a great deal. Got a lot of action in the NBA this coming week. Got Major League Baseball, all sorts of Different sports to bet on. Use and download the BetMGM app as our title sponsor. And we got to thank our presenting sponsors because they make this show go round, including the Bone and Joint Institute. Don't fumble on your recovery. If you're hurt or injured, make sure that you go see a specialist down there in Franklin, state-of-the-art facility and satellite locations all across Middle Tennessee. That's the Bone and Joint Institute. Farm Bureau Health Plans, 200-plus locations across the state of Tennessee. Visit fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z for your new health plan, Wilson County Hyundai. We love Wilson County Hyundai. You can love Wilson County Hyundai with your perfect make and model right around the corner at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Aura, go to aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. If you've got hecklers, as I like to say, calling you, the frauds calling you, knocking at your door, those rando numbers, you can do a two-week free trial and eliminate those. That's what Aura does. Visit Aura.com slash A to Z for that opportunity. And Krebs Kubota. We love Krebs Kubota. They just jumped on in May, and we're going to be talking about them for the foreseeable future because we love Krebs Kubota, the elite Kubota dealer located in Columbia, Tennessee, Franklin, Tennessee, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Visit them online at KrebsKubota.com. That's Krebs with a K, K-R-E-B-S. All right, Sam, a lot to get to because yesterday we finally, we got some substance. The draft is over. The dust is settled. Now the Titans, they kind of, they, they ventured out and brought out all of our, 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 let's say some, not all, but some of their key contributors uh, for this Tennessee Titans group that are, I, I would say, participating within the facility, including Roger McCreary. We'll talk about Ryan Tannehill and some other players. But I think, and I'm, I'm curious to get your sense of the air in the room of when Ryan Tannehill went up to the podium and started to field questions because this has been an up-and-down offseason. Hell, it was an up-and-down season for Ryan Tannehill last year with the injuries coming back after Washington and then re-injuring his ankle against L.A., not being able to participate in the last game of the season against Jacksonville, which eventually sealed the Titans' playoff fate as they missed the playoffs for the first time in some time and lost seven straight games to conclude the season. But I think let's bring up and let's tell this story a little bit because Rand Carthon, before the NFL draft, he fielded questions and was asked about Ryan Tannehill and where he stood when it comes to his role on the Tennessee Titans. He's all under contract, right? He's got one more year left to go at his deal. He's got two voidable years after that, so the Titans can get uh, out of his contract after this year. But this is what ran. Let's replay this from some weeks ago. Ran talking about where Ryan Tannehill stands and if they're on the same page. On the personal side of these guys and the rumors that come out about their contracts, and it seems like it's been very persistent with rumors about Ryan, including yesterday on SportsCenter. Can you make it easier on the player, in this case on Ryan, to shut it down and say, you know, like Ryan will be the quarterback this year? So just to let you guys in, Ryan and I had a conversation back in February that was between Ryan and I and and Ryan and our organization. So Ryan knows where he stands with us, and that's really all that matters to me. Ryan knows where he stands, right? I mean, that's like – that's a GM telling you straight up, this guy knows what where he is with us, that I've talked to him. It feels like you, that's a pretty confident conversation, right, Zach? I mean – Well, I, I would actually – I'd pull back on that because he was asked, do you want to just clear the air, air and solidify, right? And he didn't do that. Now, yeah. it wouldn't have been smart for him to do that because it was before the draft. You don't know. Hey, they could have traded up for C.J. Stroud, and then all of a sudden, you know, he goes back on his word. So he didn't sit there and say, Ryan Tannehill is our starter. Now, he did 
insinuate that after Will Levis was drafted and they talked about, and you were in the room when they talked about kind of the rankings and the hierarchy of the quarterback room of Ryan Tannehill, then Malik Willis, and then, you know, Will Levis, that's where it will start in training camp. I don't know if that necessarily will be where it finishes. And that's what some of the questions that we'll ask today. Well, Ryan Tannehill was asked yesterday about what Rand said and that conversation. This is what number 17 had to say for himself. Um, I, I don't know. You know, it's like, um, those conversations you can be, you know, thought of in a, in a lot of different ways, but at the end of the day, um, I have an opportunity in front of me to, to go out and, and play football. And that's what I'm here to do. Not quite. I mean, a deafening silence, Zach, a deafening silence from the Titans starting quarterback who, you know, did you feel good about that? Would have been very easy for Ryan Tannehill to say, no, yeah, we." I talked to Rand and he made it very clear and I appreciate that conversation. He said, uh, those can be taken a number of different ways. Uh, your reaction to what the Titans quarterback told the media yesterday. Let's quickly throw shade on the franchise real quick. Get these media members a damn mic. Get them a microphone yeah. so that they can ask the question and you can hear it. We're in 2023. I, I've got to go throw shade on this because that pisses me off. You can't hear a damn word they say in both clips. So that's on the Titans. They got millions of dollars. You can't go buy a microphone and pass it around to media members like a professional franchise should do. All right, I'm done with that. No, that's fair. I mean, hey, they're in the new studio. Like you said, it's a nice little studio, the BetMGM studio. Shout out to BetMGM uh, over at St. Thomas Sports Park. But uh yeah, I mean, some media members are, like, really loud on the mic if you're right by it. If you're on the other side, it's like you're basically – Yeah, I, I just had to get that away. I didn't want to derail a conversation, but that that is – that you talk about deafening. That's deafening of tone yeah. deaf of get a mic in these media members' hands so you can hear them. <laughs> that, that's there. Uh, for Ryan Tannehill, let's play it one more time. You're not going to be able to hear the question again, but when Ryan Tannehill starts to answer – I think that's really where we need to concentrate on. When you did talk to Rand, did that um, settle you in terms of the direction and, and you know, what to expect here in the next few months? Um, I, I don't know. You know, it's like um, those conversations you can be, you know, thought of in a, in a lot of different ways. But at the end of the day, um, I have an opportunity in front of me to, to go out and, and play football, and that's what I'm here to do. So the question here, because Denise wants to know, what's the question? The question was, Ryan, when you did talk to Ran, did that conversation settle you in what you feel like is going to happen here over the next few months? So this is saying, Ran said, you know where you're at with the organization and where you stand with us, and this is asking Ryan, is that true? Do you feel confident about the way things are going to play out here from your conversation with Rand? His reaction, a long pause, a bit of a smile, and saying those conversations can be taken a number of different ways. So uh, fill in a little bit of the gap there uh, in terms of what that question is and why the quarterback's uh, silence is speaking volumes. Yeah, well, I think the first problem is You've got employer or at least boss versus employee, right? Rand calls the shots. If Rand wants to get rid of Ryan Tannehill, he can, right? I mean, that that is a job. Ryan Tannehill cannot get rid of Rand Carthon, right? So yeah, yeah let's let's just state that. It's tough, I think, for a quarterback who's paid handsomely. So I don't think you don't need to feel sorry for Ryan and his situation, but when you have those conversations, it, it, you know, what do you want Ryan Tannehill to say? You know, he is under contract. He's there to do a job. He's trying to do it to the best of his ability. And sometimes, and we've talked about his ability may have a lower ceiling than Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Joe, Joe Burrow, but he's trying to do the job. And he's, if he's asked to play quarterback, he's going to compete and try to learn the offense and do everything that the Tennessee Titans ask him to do to win games, right? That's his job description. I think Rand 
and this happened in February, Rand jumps on the scene. It's Rand's responsibility as a new managerial employee of the franchise to go get to know, obviously, some of the top tier guys. Get to know them and say, hey, look, you know, this is kind of what my vision is. Or, you know, in Bud Dupree and Taylor Lewan's case, your ass is cut. I don't necessarily need to get to know you because you're more of a financial liability to the franchise in the direction that we're going. And we saw that. I think that Rand had to make some decisions to say, we don't know our quarterback situation. The only thing that we know that it has not brought this franchise a Super Bowl, right? And it's Rand's responsibility to, to fix that. It's to solve that problem. I think he had a conversation in February and probably told him, hey, Ryan, you're under contract. We're going to figure out what the offseason is. We're going to figure out what the draft it's my job to improve this roster and just to, to kind of get to know you and get you on the same page. I want you to compete and, and do the, do the same things that you've been doing. And now that opens the door. And I think that's what Ryan Tannehill reacted to is like, you could take those conversations in a, in a couple of different ways. I don't think Rand told him that he was the starter in February. I don't think that he guaranteed that he was going to be here in May, that he's guaranteed a roster spot that he's going to be here after June 1st. I don't think any of that was said. So how do you take that conversation? And so I, I think the long, hard pause looking into the abyss, it's kind of very similar to what we saw on yesterday's show when Mike Vrabel was like, when Rand Carthon at the podium was like, guys, let's play nice. You know, this is a great time in our lives that these guys are getting drafted. Nobody gives a damn. Nobody gives a rip. They're here to win football games. And I think Brian Tannehill probably responded the same way as, well, you're not really telling me that I have job security. You're just kind of saying that I'm currently under contract, which is true. Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting. Like, you asked about the vibe of the room, Zach. And when I walked into that room, uh, you know, we went through three players, Aaron Brewer, Roger McCreary, Chigakonkwo. They all spoke to the media. Uh, and they were very good, and we talked to them. But there was this little buzz about, like, okay, let's get Ryan Tannehill in here because we've been through this part of the roller coaster, like you mentioned. I mean, we did this last year with Malik Willis. This same press conference last year is when, uh, you know, the headline of it's not my job to mentor Malik Willis blew up in, you know, all across the nation and with every major sports media outlet like there was. And it was a very, like, weird time to be Ryan Tannehill because he was still the starting quarterback. And uh, you kind of felt him, you know, like he kind of went into a little bit of a shell at, at that point in time. He was head down. I'm going to go, go to work, win this job. And that's exactly what he did. And so we were all interested in seeing what Ryan's vibe was this time around with this now being the second time the Titans have invested in another quarterback the second time that they've invested in a mid-round running back and uh, kind of and the second time really that they didn't do everything that they could to surround him with, you know, a plus weapons in an offense. And I thought Ryan was a little bit more forthcoming than he has been in the past. This is a quarterback that normally puts a smile on his face, you know, says all the right things about, you know, I'm here to, to work hard and win games. And there was a vibe that he was giving off that I didn't feel like he was happy with the way Rand Carthon and the Titans have managed this offseason. And we're going to get into those throughout the rest of this week about all the different things that Ryan Tannehill discussed and was honest about and brought up. But I got a sense that for a veteran quarterback, he was a little frustrated and rightfully so because, you know, he's still at the point in his career where he clearly doesn't feel like he has clarity for what's going to happen over the next few months, but the Titans are in the public eye saying, trust me, Ryan's good. Ryan knows where he stands with us. And that's that pause. That's that look of like, those conversations can be taken a number of ways to your point, Zach. I, I thought when I first heard those words out of Rand's mouth that, Oh, that makes me feel good that the Titans informed Ryan Tannehill that they plan to have him as the starter. After hearing the quarterback speak yesterday, 
I don't think there's any way that's the case. This is a guy who has no idea where he stands with the organization. And to me, it shows a major lack of awareness on Rand Carthon's part to say as much when your quarterback clearly has questions about where things lie in the imminent future. Well, let's talk about that roller coaster because I think both both can be true. And Ryan Tannehill actually spoke on the roller coaster and how he's handled it. So we'll hear uh, another clip from Ryan Tannehill talking about the the roller coaster of emotions and how he views you know all of the noise that does go on in the NFL. And there's you know that's a part of the space when you take the job as NFL quarterback. So we'll hear from Ryan Tannehill. But Sam, first tell everybody about Aura. Aura.com slash A to Z can help people stop ringing your phone that you don't need and don't want to be ringing your phone. Listen, Aura is a great sponsor and you have to get with them if you have not already because anyone can find anything on the internet. That includes your full name, your personal email, your home address, your phone number, even relatives. So it's scary how much information is available to people online if they really want to find it. But how about this? Aura found 26 different data brokers who had that information of mine. 17 of those have already been removed. My data's already been cleared and they're actively working on, you know, getting the other nine to get rid of my data. Data brokers profit by selling your information to robocallers, telemarketers, spammers, and anyone else that wants to learn more info about you. If you want to know why your phone's ringing off the hook with unknown callers and with robots when you answer the phone, it's because data brokers have sold your information out there to these companies and these ro these robocallers and telemarketers. But our sponsor, Aura, will identify those brokers who are exposing your information and automatically submit opt-out requests on your behalf. Or it can even opt you out of junk mail and telemarketing lists, and their service provides a VPN, a password manager, real-time credit and identity theft monitoring, internet parental controls, and protects your devices from malware. Aura has almost every internet safety tool you'll ever need all inside one app, and the process just takes a couple of minutes. I swear it took me two or three minutes downloading an app, putting in some information, clicking a few buttons, and voila, Aura had my back and was keeping me as safe as possible online. So let Aura do the hard work and keep you safe online. If you sign up right now, Aura will give you a two-week free trial with our link, Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. That's Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z for a two-week free trial with Aura. Bet MGM, they power our show. They can power you. Download the app with the bonus code ATOZ Sports. The best part is, is with that bonus code, you can get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. Let's get some comments before we get to Ryan Tannehill again, because I saw some good ones, and uh, they include, and Carl, <clears throat> excuse me, does some foreshadowing and says Tannehill will be the starter week one. Well, we're going to ask, the chat that here shortly. Denise says Tannehill isn't happy. Bye bye. And Jonathan brings up he, Tannehill has earned a lot of criticism. The Bengals game, for example. So I, I do think we can kind of go through the timeline. Let's get to some uh, some lunchbox money though uh, in the chat. Noah says if the Titans were to cut Tannehill post June first, what would the rollover savings be? I can't figure out the reason to keep him on the roster. I mean, what what is the rollover? I mean, you saved $27 million against the cap this season. Uh, I mean, the reason to keep him on the roster would be, I'm not sure what that $27 million does for you after June 1st. I mean, we're very limited in the amount of free. Yeah, where are you going to spend it? Like, so it, at that you're point. You're going to save it? You could save it. You could justify that. But if you save it, then you're going to war with, a second-year quarterback that you weren't willing to roll out there in the most important game or, of the season, or more or like Will Levis. Levis. Yeah, but so the, I mean that's the question then for for Amy Adams Strunk for this front office for the organization as a whole is, you know, the twenty-seven million dollars that you get for Ryan Tannehill is saving that money this year, not having to spend twenty-seven extra million dollars in payroll, worth potentially the loss of you know, how competitive your football team can be with playing a different quarterback. Uh, and where do that, where does that kind of stack up? So, I mean, the reason to keep him on the roster is why not? I, I would be like to compete. I, I mean, compete he's a proven, he's a proven winner now winning at what degree, but 
he, he's not like the question mark of like Gardner Minshew, you would question, can he win games consistently and lead a football team to the playoffs year in and year out? Ryan and, Tannehill has proven that he can do that. And so th- that's why I think that's the value that he's bringing to the team. And we, we talked during the draft, right? I, my idea, and I think a lot of people's idea for what the Titans long-term are trying to do is find a way to stay as competitive as possible in the short term while also setting themselves up for the next era for the, you know, and that's hard to do. You're uh, bridging the gap. Very difficult to do. So now the question is, do you let yourself try and be competitive for another year with Tannehill with Henry, or is it time to just start turning it over to Will Levis and Tajay Spears and be willing to lose games if that's what it comes to, but that's the decisions you have to make down the stretch. But I know that would be the, the decision of whether or not Ryan Tannehill's on the roster is you might save some money, but it doesn't help you against the cap this year. It would just be more money in the pocket of ownership. Brad, Abama Brad says, why didn't Ryan Tannehill request a trade like Matt Ryan did? And I think the value of where the market is and the contract that Ryan Tannehill currently has, he's not yeah. going to get that money anywhere else. And there's not any trade partners because that's kind of come and gone. It's a valid question, but that's how he just I would doesn't have it. much leverage. I mean, like, I mean, this has been what I've said with Ryan Tannehill trade all along. You have to have a trade partner and you ha- and Ryan Tannehill, like you want to go somewhere where you can win and play as well. And, and he has to weigh, is there a team out there that would be willing to trade for me, puts me in as good of a spot to win as I am in Tennessee and gives me another level of security where I know I'm going to be the starter. I don't see that team out there for Ryan Tannehill right now. So I'm not sure a trade makes a ton of sense for him from a career aspect. Yeah. And Nathaniel says that and asked the same thing. Do you think it would be more beneficial for Tannehill career wise to request a trade based on the current roster? Tannehill would be a top free agent this year. I think there's only a couple of teams that, um, as we've kind of talked about, like you've got the commanders and maybe the bucks and I don't know, the, the bucks are driving me nuts. They're throwing, they, they signed Baker Mayfield, which is ridiculous. And then they're wanting another veteran on top of Kyle Trask who I, I don't, you know, I think there's the book still out on Kyle Trask. Yeah. He hasn't really gotten an opportunity, but nobody's going to pay Ryan Tannehill the contract that the Titans are currently paying him. So I think there's that problem. And then Devin comes in there and says, isn't there a lack of awareness on Ryan Tannehill's part? Surely he knows that the Titans are moving on from him after this season. I don't think that he's naive to that. I think, yeah, I don't, but I think it also goes to this clip that we're about to play, which is that's a part of the roller coaster ride. And Ryan Tannehill was asked about that yesterday, and this is how he answered. In terms of this offseason, you know, between yourself and Derek and Kevin Byard, as far as all the rumors and all that floated out on the internet, what each of you probably were traded or released three times. How did you respond to all that as, as things like that come about, even though you know you're still here? Yeah, I tried to stay out of it, honestly. Um, didn't see a lot of it. You know, I'd get a text from a friend or something. Like, oh, really? You know, so um, just try to stay out of it as much as it, much as you can. You know, I think riding that roller coaster is a tough one to ride. So um, just try to stay out of it. And I just kept my head down, kept doing the things I, I could do each and every day. And if something was going to happen, I'm sure they'd let me know. So um, didn't really ride that roller coaster. So I I don't get the sense that Ryan Tannehill isn't privy to the fact that, you know, the Titans plan on going with Will Levis in the future and that the writing is kind of on the wall for him in Tennessee. Uh, It it can be a frustrating spot for a quarterback to be in. And I think that's why Ryan Tannehill is growing frustrated because he knows this might be my last year that I have to start here. I have to prove something to, if not this team, to 31 other teams in the league to earn my next contract, to earn that next starting role for free agency next year. And he looks up and says, you're investing in my successor instead of investing in weapons that will help me succeed this season. And so, like, there's a bit of a frustration with him, but I don't get the vibe that Ryan Tannehill is blissfully unaware of what's going on in Titans world right now. He, uh, at least to my knowledge, has a good understanding of, hey, this is probably a one last dance with Derek. Uh, and right now he's trying to put his head down and try and make the most of it. Yeah, I agree. And it's tough because Ryan Tannehill, they have not provided Ryan Tannehill with a great a number of weapons. We all know that. I mean, 
the proof is on the roster and has been on the roster since they traded A.J. Brown. Ryan Tannehill also wet the bed in the biggest moment that the Titans had since 2008, which is a number one seed, home field advantage throughout the playoffs, and control of their destiny to win a Super Bowl or at least get to a Super Bowl. But the Bengals snatched that away from them via three interceptions that that man threw. So, like, I, I, look, I, it's one it's one game, So, but it's a very big game. And so Ryan Tannehill cannot be questioning, well, why don't – why doesn't this franchise truly believe in me? Because ever since that game, it has been a – look, the, the Titans got ousted. They went home. The Bengals went on to go to the Super Bowl and lose to the Rams. And then the season following that, which was last season – Ryan Tannehill dealt with something that he hadn't dealt with, honestly, since Miami, which was injury. And the best ability is availability. We always say that because it's true. And Ryan Tannehill was not available in the biggest time of the season. The last seven games, Ryan Tannehill played in some of those, but the majority of them he didn't. And they lost those games because he was not available. And at the end of the season, when they needed him most, he had an ankle issue. It's not his fault. When Khalil Mack rolls up on your ankle, it usually, honestly, it usually snaps. Yeah. And in this case, it just was heavily damaged. But I, I think that Ryan Tannehill is self-aware. He's he's aware of the situation. And I think he can and deserves the right to be frustrated that his franchise isn't giving him any help in wide receiver. Because they drafted a wide receiver in the first round last year after taking away A.J. Brown from him. They drafted Chig, and who's, a, I think, a, a formidable tight end that has a high ceiling. Yeah. But he's he's second-year guy, right? I mean, what, but on the other side of Traylon Burks, Ryan Tannehill is, is not working with much. Yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about that a little bit and hear what Ryan Tannehill said about the weapons probably tomorrow or Monday. I mean, we've got a lot of time to kind of digest and break down what the Titans QB said. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't get the sense that he is is unaware of where he stands, uh, I guess, with the league or with himself. I mean, you do get that sense, that answer to you know how the conversation with Rand went, where he said, yeah, it didn't provide a whole lot of clarity for where he would be with the team come week one. Um, and to your point, Zach, I think Ryan Tannehill is a very, very, very capable quarterback as a starter who can get you to the playoffs regularly. And, and I think the Titans building around Ryan Tannehill can continue to compete for the AFC South. But in this sport, you get judged by what you do in January end of story, point blank, period, where somebody like Josh Allen, I had to throw shade at media and fans in January because people are saying, Josh Allen's not built for the big game. Do, do the Bills have a Josh Allen problem? And I'm sitting there going, the guy threw 14 touchdowns and zero interceptions last year's playoffs, but he loses one game this year, and there's all this judgment cast down upon him. That's the NFL. That's professional sports. You have to win as a quarterback in the playoffs. And if you don't, that's when people get replaced because no organization's goal is to make wild card weekend. Their goal is to make Super Bowls. And so the Titans have had to ask themselves over the last few years can we go to Super Bowls with Ryan Tannehill? I think they're beginning to prepare to try and go to a Super Bowl without Ryan Tannehill in the future. But if you are Ryan Tannehill, you have to be frustrated with the lack of support that's been shown to you by the team, by the coaches, by the roster management over the past 12 months or so, and saying, guys, I can't you know, make up for that mistake when I look at my supporting cast and my offensive coordinator and the things that you're putting around me. It's not a successful system. All right, let's get the chat involved. I want to read some some comments before we ask our question. Nathaniel goes back to the uh, possible teams for Tannehill. I think it's it's down to the Commanders and the Bucks, and it's a slim, if not none, chance that that happens. Andre says that he's torn as much as he'd like to see Malik and Will Levis have have it. I also want Tannehill to play with the roster instead of possibly ruining a young quarterback. And then Andre goes on to say the Titans' weapons are a bunch of rusty spoons. 
which that's never good to use when you're eating cereal. I that's the it's a fair point because that's what they're dealing with. Let's ask this question though. I think this is a for what the time is, and we're probably going to ask this about three more times throughout the summer leading up to week one. But the question is, what percentage chance do you think Ryan Tannehill is the week one starter for the Tennessee Titans at quarterback? In the comment section, get your opinion. We want a percentage chance. We'll read the chat. But first, want to tell everybody about Krebs Kubota. We, hey, Krebs Kubota. They are the elite Kubota dealer in Middle Tennessee, located in Columbia, Franklin, and Murfreesboro. Visit them online at KrebsKubota.com. They are the preferred equipment dealer with convenient locations, as I said, between Columbia, Franklin, and Murfreesboro. They've served this community for over 18 years. Sells, services, supplies, parts for the best equipment in the industry, and they have a large selection. So in their three locations, you can they they basically have everything that you need and they believe in customer satisfaction. It's rooted deep into their business, outstanding parts, their service department. Visit them online at Krebs Kubota and three locations across Middle Tennessee at KrebsKubota.com. Today's show is powered by BetMGM. Got a new bonus code for you, new code here uh, with ATOZ100. That's going to be the code, ATOZ100, for a $10 money line wager on any MLB game to get $100 instantly in bonus bets. A $10 money line wager gets you $100 instantly in bonus bets with that code ATOZ100. Get with BetMGM. Who doesn't like $100 in bonus bets? So sometime between this NBA, NHL playoff season, find some time to sit down and watch a Major League Baseball game, throw a $10 money line wager on a team to win the game, and get $100 instantly in bonus bets. That is a king of sportsbook move by BetMGM. It's why we love them so much. So use that code. That's ATOZ100 on BetMGM.com and the BetMGM app. A to Z Sports, let's ask this question. What percentage chance do you think Ryan Tannehill is the week one starter at quarterback? We got a ton of comments. Steven goes 100%. Timothy says 100. Deshaun says 100. Connor says 100. I mean, when we do these scales, we usually don't get, you know, 100s or zeros. We usually get somewhere in between. John Foster's going in between at 75%. Michael says it's 50-50. Scary. Harry says 90%. Jeremy says 100%. Noah says 99.9%. Sioto says 100. 90% barring energy from Pete. 10,000% from DeMarco, not DeMario, his twin. Uh, Eric says 95. Jabu says 90. Carl Washington says 98. Eric with 100. Jason says 100. Ashley goes 65%. Jonathan, 70 uh, Nate goes 85, Denise only 5%, Rob 0, Titans Kyle 69, so that's nice right there. Brad says 90%, Titan Up says 100, so does Scott. Nas says 100 as well, Guy with 95, Richie with 100, 99.9, Grim Jim 90, 99, 100, You've got 80 from Joe, 100 from Kendall. Jags got Juice, says 75. Bork Borkington, 95. Tons and tons of comments rolling in here in the chat, which we uh, appreciate. Sam, from a scale to 0% chance and 100% chance, where are you on this knowing that after June 1st, they can save an ample amount of cap space by cutting Ryan Tannehill, and they just traded up in the second round, tried to trade up in the first round to select Will Levis out of Kentucky. I am at uh, Danico Autry. I'm at 96, 96% chance uh, that Ryan Tannehill is the starting quarterback for the Titans next year, uh, even with the ability to cut him, even with the trade up for Will Levis. I'm just confident that they're going to roll with him for at least the beginning of next season. I, I didn't go a hundred because it's, I mean, it's barring injury, but if he makes it to training camp, I, I mean, there is nothing that's stopping Ryan Tannehill from being the starting quarterback. Once he makes it 
to training camp. I think they do want to compete as much as possible, win as many games as much as possible. And Derrick Henry would not still be on the roster uh, if Ryan Tannehill was not going to be the starting quarterback. I don't think Ryan Tannehill would still be on the roster if he wasn't going to be the starting quarterback. Like you could have looked for a trade for either one of those guys during the draft. Um, I, I just feel confident that this is the direction the Titans are going to go in 2023. Try and protect him a little bit more. Try and install Tim Kelly's offense. Um, and that Rand Carthon's plan is, despite maybe a miscommunication and poor communication with Ryan Tannehill, the plan is for Ryan to be the quarterback uh, in week one. And then you kind of see where it goes from there. I mean, if, if it's not going well, you're not winning games and it's week seven, week eight, maybe it's Will Levis time, but I don't think they're ready to jump in with Will Levis right away. I certainly don't think they plan on having Malik Willis start games. Uh, so it's Ryan Tannehill until further notice. So you, you said something interesting and in barring injury. I, I, I guess I didn't necessarily think about that. So I'll, I'll adjust my scale and hedge a little bit, but I'm at 99%. So the yeah. 1% is if, in, you know, Brian Tannehill breaks his thumb, you know, something happens to him in training camp, then, you know, he wouldn't be the starter week one. But the writing is on the wall. And if, and if Ryan Tannehill gets cut, this franchise is in disarray. They're making bad decisions. Ryan Tannehill should not get cut after June 1st to save money. They need their fans. And their fran fans, I think, will drop off a cliff. And it's, it's honestly, it's irresponsible to your two young quarterbacks to cut Ryan Tannehill. It's not fair to Malik Willis because their actions told us last year that Malik Willis is not ready. And honestly, how far Will Levis fell in the draft tells us that he's not ready either, knowing he is a developmental quarterback. He was a developmental quarterback when he finished out his season, his last year in Kentucky. He was a developmental quarterback when he put on his suit draft night. He was a developmental quarterback when he had sweatpants on the plane back home to Connecticut after he didn't get drafted. That's what he is. And you have to have somebody besides your coaching staff help develop these two quarterbacks, which whatever one it is, I think we'd all be shocked if Malik Willis ends up being better than Will Levis, right? At this point. Yeah. But they both need to be developed. And Will, and honestly, Malik Willis has a year ahead of Will Levis. I don't think that he has the talent and skill set and, you know, experience in that matter. You know, playing at Liberty versus playing at Kentucky are two different beasts. And I do think that there's value in Will Levis playing against superior competition in college. But Ryan Tannehill, I believe, and, is going to be the starter. And Will Levis played in a pro-style offense. Like, he took a ton of reps under center. He's well-versed in play action. Like, these are concepts that, you know, work in the Titan system more so than Malik Willis, who we said, Hey, this guy can't, he's never done anything. Not in shotgun. Let like he's very inexperienced in terms of being under center and operating at the line of scrimmage. And those are things Will Levis has done, which might prepare him more to be ready. But yeah, yeah I don't, I, I think Ryan Tannehill has to be the starter. Fans might be able to get up for a Will Levis start early in the year, because of the hope and the potential of what it could be. But I can't imagine that makes somebody like Derrick Henry very happy or Kevin Byard very happy or even Traylon Burks very happy to not have the veteran QB who gives them the best chance to win on the roster in the name of saving money. And frankly, I think Amy Adams Strunk wants to win more than she wants 27 extra million dollars in savings. I just do. I, I think that's where she's at with the organization. And I think she demonstrated that when she fired John Robinson, that, hey, it, it is time to go and win now. Now, there's an understanding that that might take a year or two before you elevate it to a Super Bowl level. But that's what you give Rand Carthon and Mike Vrabel some some leash to go and do. You give them a couple of years to build a new roster. Uh, but that doesn't mean that you just punt on a season with as much money as they have committed to the roster already and as many veterans as they have in place. I think you have to try and uh, go for it a little bit. Some super chats here, uh, Zach, that I did want to get to. Uh, we have, uh, what about the QB they brought in yesterday from John? 
he's a camp arm. I, I mean, he, he threw for a hundred career college yards. He did not start a game in college in four years that he was transferred from Vanderbilt, not being able to play at Vanderbilt to USC. I don't know why you thought that was a good idea. Like that was some like better option for him to get playing time. And now he signs with the Titans to go and throw a couple footballs around in June. That that's what that is. So let's not get that twisted at all. Um, and then MB wants to go back to my old point about, uh, you know, teams wanting to be at a Super Bowl level, explain how Kirk Cousins still has a job. Well, Kirk Cousins has a job because of his contract, because uh, he was given a lot of guaranteed money by Minnesota, and they did not want to eat 27 to $30 million in guaranteed money for, it might even be more than that, for Kirk Cousins every year. So the later you get into a contract, though, I do think this is Kirk Cousins' last year as a Viking because they haven't been at a Super Bowl level. He is due a lot of money, and a lot of that guaranteed money's already been paid out to him. So uh, contracts matter as well, and bad contracts put teams into handcuffs sometimes, which is what you see in Denver with Russell Wilson. That's not what Ryan Tannehill is right now because Ryan Tannehill doesn't have – He's you know, an expiring a, contract. It's a, an expiring deal with – very little guaranteed money left on it, which does give the Titans options. I just don't think they're at that point right now. All right. I'm going to ask you a question about Will Levis because I didn't get a chance to actually talk to you, Sam, about Will Levis because I was in Kansas City and you were on the show with Jack and Austin. So this is our first show since the draft doing it together. I've got a, a question for you uh, about Will Levis, but first tell everybody about the Bone and Joint Institute. The Bone and Joint Institute out in Franklin. You can get to them and schedule your appointment at boneandjointtn.org. They're the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedics and sports medicine care. Whenever you get hurt in life, you know what to do and know who you can turn and turn to. That's the Bone and Joint Institute. They're located in Franklin with over a dozen specialists who can help you through any type of injury. They have a state-of-the-art rehab facility, and it's all on one campus so that helping you in your recovery is as convenient as possible. They do it all under one roof. That's a clinic. That's testing. That's research. That's imaging. That's surgery. That's rehab. All in the same spot. No driving all over the place from point A to point B to point C for your appointments. You just go to the Bone and Joint Institute out in Franklin. So schedule an appointment. Go to boneandjointtn.org. Bet MGM, they power us. They can power you to win some money. Bonus code ATOZ Sports. They're the king of the sports book. Download the app in your Apple or Android uh, store today. And you can get a bonus code ATOZ Sports. If you use that for new users, get up to $1,000 in bonus bets. If your first bet misses, that's Bet MGM. All right, Sam, two part question. First, did you like the Will Levis draft pick when the Titans did that? How did you feel about it when they took him in the second round? I think they got tremendous value, uh, and you have to tip your cap to that. Uh, I was a little bit on the fence about, and you know, it turned out to come to fruition, right? Moving up to go get Will Levis made you move from 72 to 81 in the third round. Well, at 73 and 74, we saw Jalen Hyatt and Cedric Tillman come off the board. So that move was aggressive enough that it probably cost you an opportunity to grab one of those round three wide receivers and ultimately made you punt on the receiver position in the draft as a whole. Now, there's no guarantee the Titans would have taken either one of those guys had they been on the board uh, at 71. But uh, I, I do overall like the move to go get Will Levis. I know there's concerns about his decision-making, his turnovers, Ran and Mike met with him, Tim Kelly met with him, Charles London met with him on his top 30 visit. They went over the tape. They got a good feel for what he was seeing, what his process was like. His offensive coordinator, Rich Scangarella, is a, you know an old friend of Rand Carthon who he said, look, I've got experience with him before. I know how Will operated in that system what was built around him and how he did a good job of commanding that offense. And ultimately I think this is a system that will complement Will Levis a lot. They like to run the football. They like to utilize play action. He's tough. He's got a quick release. He's got sneaky, good athleticism. 
I like the prospect. I, like, who knows if it works out, but for the value that you got him at at 33 overall, I think it's more than worth a swing uh, because there's a chance that this is your Ryan Tannehill successor and your franchise quarterback in the future. So I was in on it, uh, and I will continue to be in on Will Levis. I definitely think he deserves a fair shot to prove it on the field. Um, I'm not sure that's what Tennessee fans want to hear, but, uh, you know, I, you can't write off Will Levis before he steps on NFL field. Does he have a high enough ceiling for you? I think Absol- that- Absolutely. I mean, you and I said on the show, I think it was a month ago, and I told you how Will Levis' ceiling is Josh Allen in all of the, you know, physical attributes that he has, the athleticism, the arm strength, the, the toughness in the pocket, his stature and ability to, to step through through contact and still deliver a good ball. I think the ceiling is really, really high with him, actually. Uh, the floor is low if he can't figure out the accuracy and decision-making, and we'll find out soon enough. But with as high of his ceiling as I think it is, more than worth a pick at 33 for the Titans who need direction at QB beyond 2023. They got it in the draft. We'll see if it works, but I don't hate the swing regardless. Yeah, and I will say this. I, I was in on the pick. I, th- I was not out. Like, Austin was out. I was in on the pick because you know who's getting overshadowed in this entire thing? Who? Peter Skaronsky. Yeah. And, and I had to – can you believe I had to sit here on this draft show and defend the Peter Skaronsky pick to, to Austin and Jack? Who are oh, like, they were out? They're like, no, we wanted a splash. And I'm like – this is a blue chip lineman. They was on your O line for the next ten years, and is a dog. Like, yeah, I, I was and they got to... both. I, like, yeah. Maybe they didn't get C.J. Stroud, but here, you know what, Sam? They also have future first round picks still. Yeah, no. Next and, and... year they have a first round pick. The following year they have a first round pick. Other teams do not have that because they traded up. Like the Texans don't have a first round pick next year because they chose to to kind of go in on this year's draft because of their draft position. I think Peter Skaronsky is getting overshadowed like no other. And honestly, last year, I I want one word. Well, I don't want one word. I I just want you to answer the question. (laughs) What was the worst part about last year's team? Offensive line. I mean, it it was, it was, for all the the hoopla about wide receivers, the offensive line was the issue down the stretch more than anything else. And, and it was the worst thing that they had that was on the roster. And my, my criticisms of the Titans draft was not with rounds one or round two. I, I thought they actually made pretty solid, good picks. It, it is the the ignoring wide receivers in round three, five. Uh, when you had an opportunity to grab pretty talented guys at that point that I had an issue with. And and I think taking a running back with a knee issue in the third round, when you, uh, you know, have a clear need at wide receiver is an, is a problem. But Zach, I I was sitting there looking at the third round and I said, if they take Darnell Washington or like whoever, I don't remember who else was on the board, who all was there, but I think Darnell Washington still on the board at that time. And I was like, if they take Darnell Washington here or some sort of talented wide receiver, there's a couple good ones left. And you come out of the first three rounds and the first two nights of this draft with your blue chip O lineman, with your potential Ryan Tannehill successor and future franchise quarterback, and a pretty versatile weapon that you can add to this offense and compliment Traylon Burks. I was going to give Rand Carthon a standing ovation for what they managed to do in the first three rounds. I think they botched it down the stretch. But those first two picks are really solid. It's very rare that you get the opportunity to get one of the top QBs in the draft that you think can be your next guy and still add the day one starter at your biggest position of need. Like that's a really rare opportunity. And it well, makes and they, the risk comes way down because you didn't lose anything in the first round. They sacrificed the now for their future. They valued their offensive line and their future quarterback over a wide receiver that they desperately need. I don't think we are we are arguing that whatsoever. They desperately needed a wide receiver. And Sam, you brought this up a couple of minutes ago. They better have taken Jalen Hyatt or Tillman if they had the opportunity. Who knows, man? But they didn't. Yeah. They didn't have the opportunity. So they didn't do it. They played their board. And it's unfortunate, 
But that's why yesterday we had a one word. My one word was Levis. Levis prevented them from taking their wide receiver. And they don't now they don't get their cake and eat it too. Right? Yeah. Because you need both. You need an offensive lineman. You need to replace your quarterback. And you need a wide receiver. And they didn't have picks after the third round. Like, yeah. There I mean, was a gap. You come up next in the fifth round, uh, and, and then you have the whole like Rand saying, you know, we hope the next best player available is a wide receiver. We know it's a need. Then they draft a tight end and smile and wave at the camera, uh, trolling everybody that knowing exactly what they just did and what everybody's thinking. It's some uh, butts and beer nuts, but maybe they put up a fourth round pick instead of a third round pick if they have a fourth round pick for the Will Levis trade, and all of a sudden you have all three. Yeah, I mean, maybe, right? And, and so, I mean, and I know Big Ten Jeff comes in. They had one at 11, but they let him go. He's been going on and on about how they take should have taken Jackson Smith and Jigba. Jeff, again, he Jackson didn't go Smith and Jigba fell to 20. He fell to 20. Green Bay needed a wide receiver. They didn't take him. Well, they, were they were never, they'll never take him. There's plenty of teams. Houston needed a wide receiver. They traded up and didn't take him. Like, Jackson Smith and Jigba falling to 20 tells you all you need to know about how teams valued him in this year's draft. And the Titans were not going to take him at 11 overall point blank period. They got an offensive lineman that they know can start day one and be a perennial pro bowler for him. Whether that's at left guard or left tackle, I don't know, but I believe in Peter Skaronsky that he's going to be a good player. Um, And and yeah, like, again, I, I just think the Will Levis swing like it's almost like, right. You come up, you they're looking for the home run, but you can swing for the fences. Cause you already have like a two or three run lead, like getting Peter Skaronsky in that first round was like, all right, we got what we needed. Now let's go ahead and take a big shot to make this like the absolute home run draft class with a starting quarterback and a starting offensive lineman. And maybe Will Levis doesn't work out, but you still came away from this draft with, in my opinion, a first round talent that's going to be, you know, a franchise left tackle. Yeah. So. And um, I do have to defend, I'll say Jack and maybe a little bit of Austin, but Jimbo says Austin and Jack are the biggest Vols homer. Jack went to Old Miss, Jimbo. So like, he, and he's a Vandy fan and he's um, a Vandy fan. Yeah. <laughs> so you're, you're fundamentally incorrect there. Austin, I, I think is on the fence, but I, I, I think he has, Look, he's an alumni of Tennessee. He's a Tennessee fan. We've gotten finally gotten that out of him over the years. But I don't think that he was a homer in his opinion based on the Will Levis pick. I think you know you, you wanted a splash, but instead you got Skaronsky, the biggest need of your entire roster, which was offensive line. So look, I, going back and forth, let's get to uh, and, and wrap up some lunchbox money uh, on the super chats, uh, John said about the the quarterback yesterday that you answered i brought him up to make a point it shows that nobody truly knows what's happening within the titans organization even the staff so it was kind of like a a setup job there kane Mm. says how long before levis gets the titans to the super bowl uh not next year so there's the only answer that i could say that for kane and andre goes and says i wonder if the titans could have waited a tad for him i don't think your franchise quarterback should be considered great value if they could have kept 72 and felt better. I think there's two things to this, Andre. The report's out, and there's there's two reports, that the Titans tried to trade back into the first round to get Will Levis for the fifth-year option. Yeah. Now, to trade back into the first round, you've got to give up more assets because it's another first-round pick. So maybe, look, you sacrifice the fifth-round option – but you don't give up as much. God knows we, we may have to give up 72 and you may have not have gotten 81. No. Yeah. Like, so, and I, yeah. Keep so, going. so there's that. So Tajay Spears may not even been a part of the thing. And then I think the second thing to Andre's comment, there were also reports that the Rams who eventually take, took Stetson Bennett were wanting to trade up, in the second round, the Rams weren't willing to trade in to get in the first round, but they were willing to trade up in the second round to draft Will Levis to be Matthew Stafford's heir apparent. So I think those two things you've got to look into of the Titans kind of, they liked Will Levis enough 
and they had to yeah. do what they had to do to get him. Yeah, listen, I, I don't think he would have been there. I think you had to trade up to get him. Uh, and, and regarding this, because this was a big point Austin had on the draft show with, that he had an issue with, was if you didn't like him enough to take him at 11, don't take him at all. Um, and uh, I, I think, and I disagree adamantly. With I that. do too, because I think what we, you and I have both been in agreement about here is what the Titans were, were doing, smart or not, that's up for debate. They were very strictly playing a, a board and, and, you know, what their board and what their rankings were. For and Levis people. was and, high on their board. He wasn't above Skoronsky, but he was, a, it was higher than a second round pick. Rand Carthon said if he was there at 11 and Skoronsky wasn't getting Will at 11 would have been in the conversation. But so I think you see Pierre Skoronsky still there. You say, well, we love this guy. We have to take him. You take him, and then you start to see Will Levis fall a little bit, and that's when you start to say, "Hey, we might need to get on the phones because Will Levis is, uh, you know, dropping, and we can get back in the first round and still get our quarterback that we have rated this high." They found a way to do it in the second round, which is a huge win for them. But yeah, I don't agree with like this idea that like, oh, if you didn't love him at eleven, you shouldn't love him at thirty-three because value matters. Where you pick somebody matters, and as we said earlier getting the blue chipper in the first round and still getting that guy that's the home run swing that matters like that's a very it makes that risk more worth taking knowing that you know it didn't cost you almost the top 10 pick and your best first round pick in a long time well you paid off your magic bucket on your face today we'll see what your magic bucket says that you and I both have to do there it is the magic bucket it's up next but first going to tell everybody about farm bureau health plans Health, dental, and vision, 200-plus locations across the state of Tennessee. Get your quote today by taking a health assessment. I went through the protocol. It was super simple. And honestly, the customer service, I have to have good customer service. I'm going to ask you a ton of questions. I'm going to make sure that you're doing your job responsibly, that I feel comfortable, especially when it has to do with a health plan. And they checked all of those boxes. That's fbhp.com slash A to Z. Again, 200-plus locations across the state of Tennessee. So if you're in Tennessee, look at switching your health plan today. Health, dental, and vision. That's fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. Today's show is powered by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Use the code A-T-O-Z100 and get $100 in bonus bets instantly when you place a $10 money line wager on any Major League Baseball game. Find that pick, $10 on a team to win on a money line wager with that code ATOZ100, and it's $100 in bonus bets instantly with the king of sportsbooks and betmgm.com. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 years or older, Tennessee only, new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualifications and eligibility requirements. First online real money wager only. Rewards, rewards issued with non withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from insurance. For problem gaming support, call 1 800 889 98. 70 or 89 let's get to the magic bucket magic bucket time magic bucket time on a thursday austin dodging the magic bucket but uh you know i'm always here for the magic bucket i feel like i uh i'm always on the magic buckets here zach you first or me first i told austin last week i'm trying to get to some of these very thin uh, sheets of paper that are kind of hard to grab at the bottom. Let's get some of these unused ones and see if we can get some uh, some interesting stuff here. I've got one in hand. You or me? You decide. This will be for you, Zach. This will be for you. Let's see what we got. Oh, I'm jealous. Wrap the first verse of Lose Yourself by Eminem, uh, starting with Yo. Okay, uh, lose yourself lyrics, man. This is gonna be. I I was jealous. I'm jealous of that one. I'm not gonna lie. <clears throat> All right, the man. Now I gotta kind of get into like mode. This yeah, is gotta... it's like semi difficult because you don't want to sound like a loser. But uh, let's see here. Um, I need some music, but I'm yeah, not going to get that. Yeah, All right. If you had one shot, I'll, I'll set you up, and then you can come in. 
Is the yo before that or after that? I don't know. You, you, so here, yeah, set me up. Set, uh, set right, me up. Yeah. You do that first yeah. verse. I don't know if you have it up there from look to yo. I don't, I don't need it. I don't need it. I know this song. This is, this is, <laughs> all right, here we go. If you had one shot or one opportunity to seize everything you ever wanted in one moment, would you capture it or let it slip? Yo, his palms are sweaty, knees eep, arms are heavy. The vomit on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti, he's nervous, but the surface, he looks calm and ready to drop bombs. But he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down. The whole crowd goes so loud, he opens his mouth, but the words don't come out. He's choking how everybody's joking now. The clocks run out, time's up, over, blow. It's not back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Oh, there goes gravity. He jokes, he's so mad that he won't easy. And I've already gone through the up. Hey, not bad. Not bad, not bad, not bad. I'll take it. I'll take I it. I started out slow, like a white guy. I mean, like a, a a guy who doesn't know how to rap. It's like, hey, man. But I felt like I kind of got into got a the, groove for like two lines. It's the mom spaghetti. The mom spaghetti unlocks something in everybody. You start going knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on the sweat, and then you start being, like, oh, I'm kind of feeling myself now. I I respect it. That was a good effort. All right. Let's see what we let's see what I got in the magic bucket today. Give a tutorial on how to tie a tie. Um, do I should I go get a tie for this? Or you can do go it get without? a tie. I've got a super chat for yeah. Dion that I'll read. All right. Well, um, he says, "Okay, they took Levis at thirty-three. They knew they needed a wide receiver, but took a back running back in the third. There's no excuses for not drafting a wide receiver in the third. And John, I think what has been said is all of the good wide receivers were gone. They weren't there. And so their board told them, and this is what all we can do is hear what they say. Their board says that Tajay Spears was a lot better value at that third round pick at 82 or 81 than any of the wide receivers that were available because Josh Downs out of UNC was gone. Tillman and Hyatt out of Tennessee were also gone in the gap between what they traded with Arizona for. So that would be my response. There is an excuse to not draft a wide receiver in the third round. It's because they didn't see a value in a wide receiver available at the slot that they were picking. So I can't find a tie. Do I need, should I re-pull or do it without? That's the question. You don't have a tie? I, I, it's just, I, I think it's in the other room and it's uh, like. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what do you want to do? We can do it I, another I, time. You, I, I'll just, I'll, I can re-pull. I don't care either way. Oh, okay. Wow. You're that, you can re-pull. Yeah. It's, just, it's dangerous. <laughs> I know. How to tie a tie is an easy one. Let's see. Oh, no. Okay. That's what I said. You shouldn't have well, this, is, this isn't bad. I'm down to do this. It's just chat better come through here. Uh, log on to BetMGM and place a $10 bet of the chat's choice. Must be a plus money wager. So, Ooh. I like this. Yeah. So, I'm going to I'm gonna do it right now. We're going to log on to BetMGM. Uh see what the chat has cooking up for me today we got some nba we got some mlb we have nhl playoffs so i'm i'm logged in um so chat do we have a request for a bet i yeah let's so let's do how about that we have warriors lakers tonight let's keep it to that game is that fair yeah and i we'll, think you gotta go warriors minus six War is it minus six? Jimbo said it was minus nine. We it has to be plus money though. It has to be plus money. Well, your parlay. Uh, oh, I was gonna put a parlay together, but uh, you're a you're a parlay king. You love a good parlay. All right, I've I've just put ten dollars into BetMGM. What does BetMGM say? It's minus. Let's see. I'm pulling it up right now. I have my I have the Warriors are minus five and a half. Uh, it's even better. So we we can take an alternate spread, maybe. Is now, that what you, you want to do? do that, and then you want to pair it with a baseball one that you feel good about, and then you get plus money. But I could get I could get plus money with an alternate spread. It, it said the chat gets to pick, so let's 
All right, we got Lakers money line from the chat. Chat. Uh, you wanted to listen to him. Well, I, that's what the card says, man. I got to go with the. Or I, I, you could just go with Devin. Titans are plus 350 to win the division. That's true. That's true. All right, Nick, this was disrespectful. We didn't. That would not be plus money. They're favored to lose by a lot every night. Um. All right, I, I'm going to start it right now. Whatever I see the most of starting. Oh, you could right go now, White Sox plus uh, 110. White Sox plus 110? I don't hate that. Four in a row. They've won three in a row. Whatever I see the most of right now, from now on, is what we're going to go with. So let's uh, let's get in the chat again. Say again what you want me to bet right now. I'll place a $10 bet on it. I'm just going to go for a couple minutes here. And whatever is, whatever is the most, like, Typed bet. Noah says Lakers money line. Ken said Titans to win the Super Bowl. You just want me to throw my money away? I mean, come on now. Lakers money line. We're winning today. Braves. uh, Lakers money line. Lakers money line. Titans win the division. Tannehill MVP. Titans plus 350. So it's between Titans to win the division or Lakers money line. You know what you should do? It's 10 bucks. What you should do is you should parlay Lakers money line and Titans to win the division for like plus. I, I don't have the patience for that. I'd rather I, I'm. This but you can I'm win a hundred bucks plus. You know, it's ten dollars into a hundred. I think I think we're gonna do. We're just gonna do. We're gonna do Lakers money line plus two hundred here for ten bucks. Listen to the chat. I think the Warriors are going to beat them by 20 points. So maybe, like, I don't know. Might have to hedge with it. I, I got to listen to the chat. I got to I gotta be, a, you know, there it is. The bet is in. $10 on Lakers Moneyline on BetMGM. So, chat, we'll see if you guys come through for me. But I think the dubs are going to blow them out. So All right, before we get out of here, do you want to remind everybody about Wilson County Hyundai, the Palisade, the Elantra, they've got you covered. If you are in the market for a brand new vehicle, make sure that you follow our sponsor all the way down I-40 exit 236 to Wilson County Hyundai and pick out your ride. Test drive the vehicle today. It's family owned and operated. Again, if you are in the market for a new vehicle, Make sure that Wilson County Hyundai is on your list. Great show today there, there, Sam. And we'll have more action tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Like the show before you go and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Give us a, a like on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram and all of our socials. And we will see you bright and early tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Adios.